0: I know she's ready when my hand cramps, so. (laughs) I mean, put me on the spot, I guess. It's true.
1: (laughs) But it feels so good. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to EdenXJ Unfiltered. The podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations. We might be the same sex, but we have
0: very, very, very different opinions. Hey, hey, there's
1: <laughs> nothing wrong with that. That's true. Oh my gosh, it was hard to get that out. Like I felt, I felt a little crack in in there. <laughs> Towards did, the end, you did pretty well. Thank you. Your voice is
0: finally at ninety nine point nine percent back.
1: Ninety nine point nine. I mean, I do have a, a naturally like high and squeaky voice, so I I think when I get excited, that's when I hear the crack. And clearly, I'm excited for us to be back on the podcast because it's, it's only been like three weeks. It's but it's been that long without without having mm-hmm. a voice. It's been really, really hard. Like I don't think people understand like what it's like to not have a voice just not be able to communicate because it was it was really bad it actually hurt to to try to talk yeah. I think your voice would have been
0: back had we not had such a hectic last three weeks yeah but you to your point you have to use your voice with everything that we do so yeah <laughs> it's been hard like I think you got it like for like a couple of days and then it would go and away would go and would away back.
1: yeah you're right if there'd be days I'd be so excited I'm like she's back she's back and then I would push it and then I wake up the next day she's gone yeah I know <laughs> And I don't know if y'all know, like, listeners, but this
0: is Eden's passion project. This podcast is, like, her everything. Similar to Help This tonight is my pr- uh, passion project. <laughs> this is her baby, so it's been really tough for her not to be able to record. And we're just Aww. happy that we're back. I'm super because- happy
1: because it's been hard. And just so everybody knows, uh, we put a call on our social media. We have a new just like a special group on our social media page which is really cool our broadcast group where we ask you know what's the next topic of the podcast be y'all wanted us to talk about sex baby i can't even it's <laughs> <laughs> so not sexy y'all wanted us to talk about sex and intimacy and kind of everything in between and chat out some of our favorite toys so be sure to stick around for that because this episode is about sex and intimacy Bomb and you get to find out what is our favorite sex toy and this is unfiltered this is not a paid ad this is just what's been in our life for what's th- been hot and heavy in the bedroom baby it's been our third for <laughs> the past three years
0: <laughs> almost four years oh my god i feel like this toy has been there from the beginning yeah honestly yeah it's been there At- it's the little engine that could
1: i remember oh and i no, i'm just like hyping and teasing this but i remember the first day we brought her home and so now every, I know her anniversary date. So like she will be going on four years here pretty soon. Um, but stay tuned for the end for that. But yeah, to so what you were saying, Preciosa has had such a wild journey this year. We've gone to so many different places. Mm-hmm. We've seen and met amazing people in real life. And what has been your favorite part about Preciosa so far? Favorite
0: part? I know. I think there's a lot. Um, well, I think naturally, what brings me so much joy is having friends and family come together and spend time together for me quality time is definitely one of my biggest love languages i think preciosa night is that but for you know our followers and our friends and people that look up to us or people that like believe in the same things that we do so it's really nice to come together for you know one night and celebrate that, celebrate, you know, gross and just love more than anything. So I think that's my favorite part.
1: What about you? It's, it's having the trust and the vulnerability, the amount of people that cry at Preciosa when we meet them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like it, it just melts my heart every single time. Not that that anybody should cry but or making anybody cry for anything sad they're just so excited Mm -hmm. and they feel so seen and they feel so represented and then it makes me emotional so (laughs) then like we're all just crying in the club (laughs) together (laughs) but I think for somebody who really values communication I just feel like honored that they trust us enough to talk to us and tell us very intimate like stories about their lives or ask questions right there on the spot of you know something that th- it's been weighing heavy on their heart or that they need advice with yeah or just letting us know how they feel and that they feel represented and they feel loved and they feel like they're just having a fun time and that they've met people and that they've that they've come alone or they came with friends and or that they've just realized like certain things about themselves that they didn't realize that they could like going out by themselves mm-hmm. or pushing themselves to go out with their partner because it's a reality sometimes when you know queer girls get booed up they don't go out anymore <laughs> and the cuffing season is real Coming season is very real but you can also go out with your boo and have a good time and not have to feel so guarded not to feel so like defensive yeah. like we really try to bring all the defenses down at preciosa and when you see the positive turnout of people who who come in It's just such a beautiful thing. And if you haven't gone to it and you haven't experienced yet, you have two more chances. (laughs) We have two more coming up. Our main and our last big one that we ended last year that we, you know, continued this year is New Year's Eve.
0: And I think what separates our parties to any other events, queer events, is that we bring in culture to the club for example, last year we brought the grapes at midnight and mm-hmm. this year, of course, we're going to bring that back, but I think we're going to bring a couple of other central and Latin American um, traditions for new year. I'm
1: trying to convince Jay. I'm sorry. My voice is squeaky. I'm trying to convince Jay to do a couple of other traditions <laughs> that I really love that I would do with my family. I think we're just trying to figure out the mechanics in the club, right? Because we, we do have to worry about that element and I told her one of my favorite one is is the maleta in the streets. Obviously, we're not gonna have everybody run out in the streets, <laughs> but I was thinking like, wouldn't it be cool if we have a maleta that's like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to talk. That's preciosa. So it says like preciosa on it, and then you can like go and like run around with it too. Okay, so for those of you with context, right? For those of you who don't know the tradition, there's a like Latinos and Mexicans are very superstitious, and so we have a bunch of different things that we do at midnight. To set us up for the year to come, and it's not just Mexico. There's a bunch of different um, traditions like all around the it's world. In, yeah, in Latin America period, yeah. and one of the ones that I remember growing up is you would take a maleta and you would run in the streets, and that's supposed to encourage travel for the next like for the next year. And and I think that's just like such a beautiful tradition, and it's just so fun and to see like everybody in the streets just kind of running around with their their suitcase. And so I thought it could be really cool to try to figure out how to bring that tradition into the club. we're
0: working on it. Yeah, (laughs) I think the tradition that I want to bring to the club is the Red Shawnees. Oh yeah, Yeah, for good luck. For good luck, promotes, you know, a healthy sex life, promotes
1: intimacy. That would be fun too. Which is all about what this podcast is about. So I think that would be a good idea to set it off for next year. I think you had a really good idea. If we can pull this off, it would be great, but... A lot of you tell us that you met at Preciosa, so it would be cool to get chonies to say I got lucky at <laughs> Preciosa. <laughs> yeah, working on it, working on it. That would be dope if we can make it happen. We'll we'll definitely try. Um, but I've I really I remember last New Year's was so wild. The grapes you can't you can't even imagine how excited people were for those grapes
0: because they didn't expect it. I mean. I don't, I've never been to a club or like an event where they were passing out 12 grapes right before midnight so you can make your 12 wishes and continue the tradition.
1: Not in the U.S. We did it once in Mexico. In it, Mexico, yes. Yeah, Mexico City. And I think that concept was so cool because if you think about it, a lot of us who are queer don't have our families to go back to and spend the holidays with. Mm-hmm. So for us, it feels like this was kind of us bringing one big Preciosa family together mm-hmm. and we can still celebrate these traditions and still be gay. We can still celebrate our traditions and still be who we are. And I think that was a beautiful moment. There was one white girl that really annoyed <laughs> me though because like I was coming out with the grapes and I was passing them out and she like grabbed them and started eating them. And I was like, girl, this is not a snack. <laughs> okay this is our tra- this is our tradition this is our culture and i had to explain it to her and she felt so bad but, but then i, I was th- like you already ate one wish, that one doesn't count now you only get 11 <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's great that we're educating people as well yeah. you know who aren't aware of the traditions and yeah. i think there's beauty in that as well i'm just trying to imagine
1: what she thought like oh we're just giving out snacks <laughs> grapes on the stick. probably little party <laughs> snacks but, I mean, that was just, it was really cool that we're able to do that. And I think that's, to your point, why Preciosa is so different. And it's been your baby. It's been something I've been extremely proud of and happy to support you on. And all the crazy ideas. And its it's been growing. And now it's, it's grown and, and it's had its own baby before we had a baby. I know. <laughs> but how heck? is that
0: possible? Preciosa had a baby called Preciosita. Um, Tell me about it. <laughs> so... Basically, I, I've always surveyed, I've been surveying our, you know, our followers on Preciosa night, the people that attend. I'm constantly asking them what they would like um, in Preciosa and or what they would like us to do more. And they kept saying, like repeating themselves that they want a home base. They want, they want more. They want more, especially in L.A. because that is where it started. And it's kind of just, to your point, progressively grown all over New York, in Mexico City and so on. And so for me, it was really important to find the right venue so we can have these monthly, maybe bi-weekly Preciositas where it's the same vibe, but it's just on a smaller scale. And it's more of a DJ collective because I feel like it's like we have so many fans and there are some fans that of Preciosa that don't or can't afford it, you know, mm-hmm. based off of how much they make or yeah. just life in general. And I feel like Preciosa Night is like this huge production where we, you know, we it's have... very
1: expensive production. It's very
0: <laughs> expensive production. We spend thousands of dollars, every single one of them. Yeah. And I feel like it would be nice to, to bring it on a, on a smaller scale, on a more intimate scale, and still cater to those that can't necessarily afford every night. They still come to the big ones, like the Halloween and the New Year's and, you know, the big events. Yeah. But now they can have, like, a home base. And it would be nice to just also get to know our regulars,
1: you know? Yeah, I I think the the concept that you you had for this was just having some consistency and a space for people to come that they know Preciosa will be. Exactly. Every month. And it's just on a more intimate scale. It's not like the grand production, but it still brings all of the beautiful elements that make Preciosa Preciosa night. And it's just Preciosita. It's just a little smaller.
0: And since I'm on my DJ journey right now, um, I definitely want to just make it more of a DJ collective.
1: Yeah, you just want it to be about the music. Yep, you, you just want it to be about the music, about the vibe and, you know, just about the energy and to be able to have more like one-on-one time and to give our mm-hmm. queer POC people a space that they can depend on once a month to yep. be able to get together because we were looking at our 2024 schedule and we definitely know that Preciosa is wanted in so many other places. Yeah. Like Chicago, Arizona. Texas. Miami. All of these like beautiful places that we would love to bring it to. And that's a, you know our goal. But we don't want to leave LA, which is where you're from, and where this all started, like behind. Yeah. And there's only two of us. <laughs> we, can't, we can only be in like, one place at one time. So I think Preciosita is just like a beautiful place. Uh, just like a beautiful trial and a beautiful movement to be able to start on its own where it's, you can always have this and you'll always, it'll always be there for you at least once a month. And it'll be here just as long as you keep supporting it. And I think it's exciting. It's excited to just have a space because don't get me wrong. I love the beautiful, big production that is Preciosa. I'm excited to see what it would look like with just music and people and just the vibes. Mm -hmm. So I think it can be something very, very cool. And we'll, we'll see what that looks like on
0: November 18th. Hey, November 18th at the Virgil in LA. That's where we landed and I'm really excited.
1: And it's really cool because like Jay's and, and one of Jay's like favorite holidays is Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. So I think she just uses Preciosa to bring all her favorite things to life. I really do.
0: It's <laughs> preci- Preciosa Pavo Party. <laughs> because yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll show up with a tur- one of my turkeys and I'll just pass it around.
1: That would be so cute. <laughs> I don't know how we would carve that thing and just in the- <laughs> carve it at the bar. At the bar. But... Like the virtual is actually a really, really cool space. It feels like it's just central, kind of right yeah. in the middle to town. Super. It's
0: central to like Echo Park, Silver Lake, Koreatown, kind of Outtown. all the basics downtown. So it's a good location. And I'm really excited. We'll see how that turns out.
1: Yeah. And we get to all come together. And if you don't have, you know, family plans for Thanksgiving weekend, the weekend before, we'll be there yep. and we'll spend it together. Hey. <laughs> so that ticket's are already live. You can go over the link in our bio for Preciosita or you can just go to preciosonight.com. Tickets are live there. You can just go get them directly. They're ten dollars. Yeah, ten dollars now, and then I believe they're gonna be fifteen at the door. So just do yourself a favor, grab your ticket now. And, and they're
0: selling like hotcakes. It's yeah. crazy. I just posted yesterday in there already.
1: And when I say this is like an intimate experience, that means the capacity is smaller, very so get, very small. So get your <laughs> ticket now before it sells out because. It's not like a club. When it sells out, it it sells out. And that's all we can do. And you'll have to catch the next one. Um, But it'll be so exciting. I'm excited to see you. You get to be a part of the first Preciosita Collective. (laughs)
0: Oh, thanks, Baby Cake. Speaking of Preciositas, we just had celebrated Halloween twice this year.
1: Yeah, oh (laughs) my god, it feels like Halloween's been all October. (laughs) Yes, we had a Halloween party, our annual Halloween party in LA. That's how I lost my damn voice. And (laughs) then
0: we had it in New York, which turned out beautiful. It was our first time doing a Halloween event there, and I think it might not be our last. Like, I really enjoyed it, I think... (laughs) these annual halloween parties are amazing and everybody showed up although i'm not gonna lie la ate this year i left no crumbs oh my
1: gosh la's costumes yeah i can't jaw on the floor everybody everybody brought the energy which one was your favorite oh no (laughs) that's hard the ones that we picked up on the stage i think killed it like serial killer i'm sorry like that always stands out in my brain they did such a great job the bouquet of flowers and i believe they were a duo they were like a couple uh and they just took halloween to the next level i think 100 they were one of my favorites i loved loved the uh oh my god the gender bend version of corpse bride yeah that was so beautiful and sexy like I, I wanted to do corpse bride but now i never feel like i could do it because I, I don't think i could do it as good <laughs>
0: I loved Britney taking Britney, bitch. Yeah. Britney. There was a girl that dressed like Britney when Britney was doing the knife dance. Mm -hmm. And it was so iconic because her entire dance on stage was that
1: dance. You know what made it is that she stayed in character. Mm -hmm. She stayed in character 100% of the time. And she just owned it. And I think that's what made the costume. Who was also our winner in LA.
0: Shout out to Britney.
1: Who Who was your runner up? Oh, my runner up. I like the biblical angel. I think- Oh yes. It was really beautiful. Biblically accurate angels. Biblically
0: accurate angels. Yeah. Someone came as that with like six eyes and like a bunch of Stunning. It was beautiful makeup.
1: It was so cool. Yeah, stunning. And um
0: the oh And my, I like La Monja de Durango. That, that one. Shout out to our friend Cece who came in full get up and did the the whole the whole thing
1: she built it out mm-hmm. she made a whole circle in the middle of the club and everybody yeah danced she got everybody around going
0: around her it was really cool
1: and for those of the for those of you listening who don't know what
0: that is can you explain so there was a nun that went viral on tiktok um a while ago and she's like i don't a, think she's a real nun no she's not a real nun <laughs> but she dresses like a nun in full makeup and, and it's like a fair that happens in durango mexico and um she just went viral like because she stands in the middle of like this really fast like fair um like one
1: of those spinny rides yeah spinny you rides. just kind of the inertia is pushing you so you can't really move yeah yeah and she just stands in the middle and she
0: just like dances and it went viral so that was our friend mimicked that and killed it like exactly if you haven't seen it please go to tiktok look it up it's pretty freaking funny
1: but she ate that costume. She mm-hmm. did such a good job. I mean, that I, I wish, I, and I think we, we're going to try to plan for this next year. We need a second and third prize just because it didn't we feel do. fair. We totally
0: do. And I think that will definitely happen next year.
1: Look at us planning 2024. Mm-hmm. With the little baby. With the little baby. All the things. I know. And then our baby journey is still on track. Yep. Like how are we going to do all these things? <laughs>
0: you know what? Well, there's a will, there's a way. I feel yeah. like a lot of people are telling us, hey, get ready. It's going to slow down. Like once the baby comes, you're not going to be able to do all as much as you do yeah. now. But I don't believe it. Yeah. I, I feel like if we want to, we will and we'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't think a baby should stop you from living your life mm-hmm. and setting goals and accomplishing them and that's something that I really want to um like instill in ourselves as we start this baby journey yeah like if even if we've never seen it done
1: before we can do it yeah
0: you know that's really important
1: and I, I think this will be a conversation for another podcast but our friend um asked us a really interesting question and that this is why I mean I love our friends our our friends where we're able to just like sit down and have very intimate and emotional conversations, like real conversations. And there was a conversation where she asked, like, you know, what type of parents do you think you're going to be, or mm-hmm. what type of parents do you want to be? Right. And or uh, the question was just basically like, what type of parenting style? And we both sat there, and she's like, "Don't feel free, like, around the spot if you need to think about it." And I don't think we actually were asked that question ever. I think we had a general idea, and we always talk about all the things that we want to try we want to do but when it came to parenting I think the way we answered it is like we know what we don't want to be yeah we have a strong foundation and what we don't want and what we don't want to repeat in history and what generational cycles and traumas we want to stop so to answer your question I don't know 100% who we will be because we don't know who our child will be and I can say we're going to do all of these things and it's going to be all this way but our baby can have a completely different plan. So to your point, I'm trying not to plan everything. Mm -hmm. But we do have a really solid foundation for what we don't want. And I think that could be a really beautiful episode to talk about all those things. Yeah, we should. The parents we don't want (laughs) to (laughs) be. Maybe something like that. Yeah. But this episode and this podcast in particular was a question asked by you guys on our social media. And it's been asked quite a few times. And I, I want everybody to know that Sex and intimacy are normal, and these are normal situations, so I commend you guys for opening up and just even asking about it, but we are going to talk about... Sex, <laughs> intimacy, and safe spaces. Sex, intimacy, ugh. Sex, <laughs> intimacy, and safe spaces. Yeah. And one of the first questions we got was mismatched libidos and having a mismatched sex drive. Common. Common very very common
0: and I think that especially in the queer world we are maybe embarrassed or uncomfortable or don't want to talk about it maybe it's a little taboo but it's so common within relationships and I'll give you an example um our relationship yeah you know I think we're very it's different it's <laughs> <laughs> we're very different when it comes to intimacy and we and have different styles. sex drives yeah we have sure. different sex drives and we have different styles and that isn't a bad thing but we make it work you know i think i can be honest with y'all and tell you that i need to be wooed in order to
1: <laughs> get down woo your boo is her oh yeah you- <laughs> woo your boo is
0: me because i love to be wooed i i need like to be mentally ready to go i need to be like mentally connected physically connected and spiritually connected like that is me and I also need the mood to be set. Like you yeah. can't just like I don't know on a Tuesday at three p.m. <laughs> after you know I, whatever you can't just like spring it on me unless I'm like ready to go myself as well.
1: Yeah, you need all the things.
0: Yeah, I need to be wooed. I need the candles. I need like
1: the mood to be set. The vibes the music, to be set. The, the music. Sense. The scent, like the, oil, the energy in the or it's, it's a whole production, y'all. It's <laughs> It's a whole preciosa night.
0: Meanwhile, Eden's
1: <laughs> the <Yeah. Meanwhile, laughs> complete here.
0: opposite. Bare minimum. <laughs> Literally bare minimum. She's like, say less. I'm already ready. Um, nothing is needed. She's just ready to go. And there's nothing wrong with either. Yeah. I think that we just found a common ground and a common language to communicate. Because if Eden's ready to go 24/7 and I need to be approached with caution, <laughs>
1: <laughs> neither, I know, neither of those are gonna are yeah. in to balance but that doesn't mean and I think people say like they look at our relationship and they're like oh I love it you guys are so perfect and all those things it was work y'all to get here so we had our conflicts and we had our time where we bumped heads we were frustrated with each other mm-hmm. and that's because our sex drive started to separate I think in the beginning they were pretty even because it was like obviously new and you have a lot of sex and yeah didn't so. take a lot and it was just like we were like rabbits all the time and then stuff starts to change and life starts to change mm-hmm. and then the pandemic happened and and our sex life definitely took a turn it was more so a harder hit for me because my sex drive is so high and then yours was just like oh it's not needed unless I have all of these things Mm -hmm. so we would bump heads but we were bumping heads because we weren't talking about it yeah yeah we were just frustrated on our own sides and too nervous to bring it up to have that conversation and it wasn't until we finally started to talk about like hey we make safe space for everything why aren't we making a safe space to talk about sex Mm -hmm. why are not we making a safe space to talk about intimacy where it's the same situation you come up you either bring the snacks so we have like a just like a open and safe conversation where there's just no judgment where we're just trying to hear each other's side and where we're coming from and okay like let's figure out how we can meet in the middle because Mm -hmm at the end of the day, we are in a relationship. Intimacy is needed mm-hmm. on both sides. Just because intimacy looks different for her doesn't mean that she doesn't need it as well. Correct. And we had to communicate, okay, what does it look like for each other? How much do we need? Where is the compromise in the middle? And how are we both gonna work on this? But it wasn't until we had that conversation and the sit down and now we have regular sex check-ins as well because those are equally as important.
0: And you know what's wild? I don't think I've ever with any other partner before you had an open conversation about sex. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it was a lot of growth and it was scary. I mean, anything is scary when you've never talked about it and when you don't know what the outcome will be. But this was, I think it was a great call on your end to create safe space for us to talk about sex without any judgment. Yeah. And to really talk about what are our sex languages? Like mm-hmm. what what do you need? What do I need? How do we meet in the middle?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What, you know, what can we do to better it? So we're both happy.
1: I think what we've learned in that, in our in our first sex check-in, right? In, in that first conversation is that we view sex very differently? Mm-hmm. I I view I view sex like it's a physical thing. It's not necessarily a mental thing, and I'm able to. I always trip up on this word. Carpent car, car- mentalize. I'm able to put them in different boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, I'm able to put them in different boxes. So my physical being and my mental being and my emotional being are all in different boxes, and they don't really cross over. Right. And very Gemini. I, I, I feel like that's why people gave me a bad rap for being so cold. And that's also why I was very cold with sex. Sex wasn't, it wasn't personal as business. You know what I mean? For me, it was just sex. It wasn't, I didn't need much. I didn't think about it. And it, you know, he just, it's a job and it's a job that needs to get done. And that's how I viewed it. And it wasn't until I met you that I realized that physical, emotional, and mental can, overlap with each other when it comes to sex and when it comes to intimacy Mm -hmm. and it can be a very beautiful thing it's not something that i was used to Mm -hmm. but it was something that i definitely had to be more aware of and definitely had to learn at the end of the day i think I i was getting frustrated because i'm like why can't you just be like ready to go and you were like well why can't you just make me feel special like make it make it feel like it's more than just sex make it feel special and i was like but it is special to me but it doesn't feel special to you because the way intimacy looks to you looks very different. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn what intimacy looks like for you. And at the end of the day, like anything else you have to put in work, right? It's not easy just because mine doesn't take a lot of work. Doesn't mean that her because hers takes work. It doesn't mean that it's less valuable. It just means like, okay, if I want to have intimacy with you, if I want to continue to go down this road with you and have like, sex with you and intimacy, it's going to have to look like this right. because that's what you need. And I just had to learn a different style and get on board and put in the work. I put in the work with our communication. I put in the work with like unlearning triggers and traumas. I put in the work with therapy. Like it's just another thing to put in work with. It's sex. So that also takes work. I think people think it should be the most effortless thing in the world and it's not. Well, it's not when you don't view sex the same way. Mm-hmm.
0: And to your point, I I commend you for even trying and meeting me where I'm at. And I think that helped me understand your needs and your wants and realizing that just because I'm not 100% ready to go, like I can go at 85, you know, I Mm -hmm. can go at 80, 95. Like it doesn't have to be exactly perfect. Yeah. And the way that I need it to be. So there was that compromise in the middle. I think lesbian deathbed is like made up because... In reality, I think it's just the people, the couple themselves or whoever's in this relationship aren't really putting in the effort. That's where that comes from. Like, I think you kind of give up and you're just like, fuck, it is what it is. Like, I'm not gonna even attempt. I'd rather just move on to another relationship. You know what I mean?
1: And, I'm, but that's life, right? Like, life gets in the way and it that's going to happen. Like, life is going to happen. And I don't think... Like I I lesbian deathbed I, I just don't feel like it's a term I, I don't agree with and I don't you know, it just because it, they're you're putting an actual name and a title on like lesbians having this particular problem where their, you know, sexual bed is dying. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's not that's not the case. It's just like life happens and like anything else and any other couple, not just specifically two lesbians, you can get back on track. You yeah. can have those conversations, you can choose. It's a choice, right? Like anything else in the relationship, it changes Like, because life happens. You have now moved in together. Now you have more responsibilities and you have bills. And like, imagine what happens when you get a house or kids and all of this stuff changes. Yeah. So the expectation of intimacy and time and energy and effort does change. And that doesn't mean that it's dead. It just means that you have to like everything else in you, in your life, pivot, (laughs) you have to pivot. And it looks a little different. And maybe we don't have all the time in the world to like light the candles and do all the things. But what I can do is like meet you in the middle and like, you you know, set up massage, give you a back massage, maybe right after the shower. There's like, you know, it's a little bit easier. And then you're already kind of like relaxed or I set you up in the shower and we finish after like, it's all of those different things, right? It's meeting in the middle and it's compromising. And, and it's, it's taking life and in, into consideration and pivoting with it mm-hmm. but calling it like dead or deathbed is not i don't feel like is is accurate i think that we work very hard in our relationship as two women And we are both equally working hard, not to say that any other sex doesn't equally work hard, but when you have two hardworking people, like the energy level and the time commitment does get a little bit harder. And that's reality in general, in general, in general, but it's just like anything else you have to put in work to be able to make it work. Mm -hmm. And probably when, before, when we were single and all that stuff, if somebody wasn't sexually compatible with you, it was just so easy to move on. Yes. It was easy to just like rinse, repeat, pick a different partner and then like just keep it moving. And that was definitely like how I, I viewed sex before. But when I met you and even though sexually we were having conflict, there wasn't a there wasn't one point in our entire relationship that I was like, I want because I'm not getting it here. I want it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like I want it here. I know how amazing it is and I know how good it is and I know what it is. I want to make it work. I want to figure out whatever I need to do to get us back on track. And just because we fell off the train tracks doesn't mean we still can't get to our destination. Mm -hmm. It's just we just have to like put the pieces back together and figure out a new way and figure out a new route to get there. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I think acknowledging that, like, hey, we fell off the tracks. It's not over. It's not done. We both want we both are in it. We both want it to work. Like, how do we get back? And it's not blaming anybody. It's not like bringing up the past or bringing up anything that we can't change then. It's like, okay, we're both in it. We're both here now. How are we going to fix it? What are we going to do? Like, let's move forward. And I think that's the only way you can keep it going. Every time you fall off the tracks, like you're not going to get it right 100% of the time, all the time. Sometimes there's going to be a month where... you go dry again or two months or three months or whatever and then hey, hey, hey not three months <laughs> no obviously it gets a little once it starts getting into a danger zone then someone has to be like yo pump the brakes what are we doing what's happening like let's let's get back on track let's get these trains going again let's put some oil in it <laughs> lube or whatever we gotta do <laughs> which is why you know stay till the end like we'll talk about our favorite toys because these are things that kind of help us stay on track and keep it going let's track. on track Am I, <laughs> <laughs> I caught that um, okay, so ways to approach intimacy with your partner. What are some ways you can approach it? You know, for those who are a little bit nervous or shy, mm-hmm. or have struck or struggled to kind of like initiate. Totally, because there's feel a, that. an initiator and then there's the initiated. Correct. I think
0: for me, what worked in our relationship is, to your point, having safe space. Like saying, you know, yep. hey, I would really want I yep. want to talk about sex. This is a safe space get snacks, get the bottle of wine, almost romanticize the conversation, because I think that would help the outcome of the entire thing. So just making sure that both partners are safe and happy, and they've got all the snacks, and we can have a conversation with no um, judgment. Yeah, no negative judgment. And like, it's like, just safe space in general. I think that's really important, because I would, I I would hate to have this conversation. And then yeah, Feeling some type of way now my partner feels some type of way because I've said something that they didn't maybe like or
1: you got to come in from the angle of love right it's everything's got to come out with love you can't come out with resentment you can't come into this conversation with anger and frustration check your sexual frustration at the door because it's not going to lead anywhere good trust me we've we've learned that the hard way but what you got to do is you have to lead with love Mm -hmm. and just like hey I love you these are some things that I'm you know, I've been feeling, these are some things that I want to work on. This is how I've been feeling. You have to, you have to go into this, like, you know, it's, it's the first day at a new job, right? You're excited. You got notes, you got your little notepad that give you snacks. And then you're like, okay, I'm here to learn. I'm not here to tell you how I'm going to do my job. I'm here to learn from you. And you're here to learn from me as well. So you got to come in with an open mind and open hand and be Mm -hmm. like, okay, people who struggle with intimacy and initiation is that they don't have a map, right? And you need to ask your partner to give you a map. And there's no shade in asking. There's no shame in asking. So please encourage your partner to ask questions. Give them the safe space to be able to ask what turns you want. Mm -hmm. What type of intimacy are you comfortable with? What are some cues that I can give you that, will let you know like hey i'm really feeling this or i really would like to initiate some intimacy without having to be so direct Mm because there are people who love to be direct like hey let's go and there are people who just you know like you you're like i want to be wooed and (laughs) i i'm kind of a little princess it's I mean it's true in the sense like when when it comes to how do we show intimacy you just tell me you're like you'll just be like go go put go be naked in the room and I'll be like yes sir like I'm on it like I have no issue with that like the less the better I've already got the music going I'm like I'm like running at this point but for you it it needs to look and feel a certain way it needs to be soft it needs to be delicate so I had to ask you how can I initiate intimacy with you in in a way that you're comfortable with? Mm -hmm. And you told me like kisses, like intimate style of kisses that just look and feel a little different, Mm -hmm. softness, like a lot of closeness and tight, like holding you tightly. And that can kind of let you know, like running my hands down your back tightly. Those are like intimate things that kind of let you know, like, hey, are you picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah, (laughs) That isn't so direct. Yes, (laughs) I'm naked. I'm naked. Go be naked in the room. And yeah. I mean, but the, we have two very different styles. But this is just how two different styles coexist. Yeah, totally. Right? But totally. I had to learn yours, and you had to learn mine, mm-hmm. and it's just getting on the same page. But we had an an open, an honest conversation about what it looks like, and. Now we know, like, I've given you a map, you've given me a map, and we're just, like, freaking figuring out our way to the end of the destination. But, Mm -hmm. you know, at least we get there. Mm -hmm. So I think just starting, like, ask your partner, what does intimacy look like for them? And sometimes it's brushing your hair, sometimes it's closeness, sometimes it's less is more. But I think just starting with that question, what does intimacy look like for you and how can I show up and let you know that intimacy is important, and that I want it, and it's in, like in a comfortable middle space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. I think those are some things that have worked for us. All right, we got another good question, which was different forms of intimacy other than sex. Oh my god, there's so many. I'll start off with the ones that you love. Ooh, me. Intimacy that my
0: partner loves is me combing your hair yeah that to you you view <laughs> that as intimacy I do where randomly we could be watching a movie or after dinner and I'll just tell Eden hey do you want me to brush your hair and like her big old eyes just light up and she's looking at me with puppy eyes like
1: really you mean it like yeah, yeah, and I just have the same amount of tone. I'm like, don't stop, keep going. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's so intense. Keep going,
1: I'm almost there. <laughs> yes,
0: because Eden, two more minutes. Eden loves to get her hair brushed for like an hour, y'all. My hand cramps. I know. <laughs> I know. Very it's similar. good when my <laughs> relatable. <laughs> I know she's ready when my hand cramps, so. <laughs> I mean, it put me on the spot, I guess. It's true. But it feels so good. Yeah, that's that's one form of intimacy. Yeah, I love that. Um, I love physical touch, so for me, it's Massages? Like massages. You're,
1: it's not where you think, it's like yeah. her <laughs> hand. She melts, like literally like moans when I massage her hands and her feet. Babe, you're too, like much, too much right now. Uh, uh, you put it's me on the bees. spot, it's
0: only fair. I mean- I love hand massages. I've never met somebody who loves hand massages the way you do. They're so underrated.
1: I don't get it. You
0: use your hands for everything like cooking, cleaning, everything and so it's nice to just get them massaged like really massaged. I don't get it.
1: You know, I don't see the excitement in it. But you know, it's not my body. It's not my body. But that is something that you very much. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Every time we get a couples massage, I know when they're at, when they're on her hands. <laughs> Meanwhile, me, it's like the closer you get to my butt, the better I feel. But it. Yeah. I think intimacy looks very different there are people who are like emotionally turned on by mental stimulation it's not just physical it's not physical touch always Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just being vulnerable and it it can look different for different people this is just how intimacy other than sex looks like for us and it's just is ridiculous sometimes with the hair brushing and the hand massaging yeah i mean even like getting
0: ready together in the mornings that to me is intimacy i do love that i I love that time showering together showering together is totally and so funny So, no, No, no. I'm going to tell them the shower story. Which one? Well, don't worry about it. I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) But the pull the plug, yo. (laughs) How unfiltered are we getting? Very. So Eden loves to shower together. It's been something that we've been doing since the beginning of the relationship. And I can't remember specifically, I think it was our third date, third or fourth date when we had our first shower together um, during our staycation in downtown LA.
1: Um, Oh, I think I know where this is going, but then I'm... Maybe I don't. Okay, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. Go, go, go.
0: Anyways, she loves her showers together. So much so that one time, a couple of times, it's happened maybe twice, where she's she's come down and she's asked like if I'm gonna shower with her, and I'm like, no, you know, I'm gonna shower a little later. I have this email to do, or I'm still working on this project or whatever it may be. And she has like the poutiest face because it's her <laughs> favorite thing you can in the entire world, it's her favorite thing to do. And it's just hilarious because when I take these sh- not and this is i'm just saying when we take these showers together oh
1: you're throwing me under the bus <laughs> so by now i know where this is going <laughs> i was like where is she going every with this? time we take
0: a shower oh, together man, I and i want to know if your partners are like this or if it's just mine oh my god but we have one shower head and every time we're in the shower together she makes it a point to hog all the water all of it And I'm standing there, naked, shivering and cold next to her. And she's like, isn't this fun? Don't you love showering together? And in my head, I'm like, no, I do not. I love being here, but I'm cold, I'm wet, and I'm getting no water. And it's like, it's so miserable. And then last time I called her out and I was like, babe, you know, like, I don't, I'm not getting any water, right? Like I have to wait on the sidelines until you're done with your and Eden loves to shower with hot ass water, <laughs> like really hot water, and I she know, loves it's so bad for you. She's like a fish. I always tell her she's like a fish because she just anytime there's water, she's just under it. She loves to be like under. All the water. She doesn't share any of the water. Anyways, and so the last time I told her, baby, no, I'm not getting any water at all. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then she like moved two inches to give me like one little stream of our shower head. (laughs) Oh my God. That's technically our showers together. But I know it brings her so much joy and it's her form of intimacy. So I'm down. I'm down for the cause.
1: The end. (laughs) The end. That's what you wanted to do. I was like, what was the point of the story? I mean... Yes, I, I am a water hog, but you have named me a little water hog. And I guess sometimes I'm just not aware of how much I love all the water. Of all of the water. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to work on this,
0: I guess. No, you've been getting better for sure.
1: I have been. It's when she she's like okay now it's my turn and then i i get out of the water and i switch with her and me i think i'm 100 percent out of the water but like my she's butt not. is still in the water or her my shoulder foot. is still in the water there's still still something touching the water and she's just like go over there like, <laughs> just let, let me have the water but there is this there's this company that i reached out to that has a tandem like shower head that you can just easily install on your shower but for our freaking shower, it's just it's, it has a very strange shape. It's not mm-hmm. a perfect square. It's not a circle. It's not any of those things. It's like some odd, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what shape to call it. But it's it's very strange. So it, the tandem shower doesn't work for our shower. So I am trying to find a solution <laughs> for even this problem. The solution is two shower heads. I, love I mean, it. that's the only way yeah. I can keep you in the shower with me. So I'm gonna work on this, and if you guys have any other ideas, for <laughs> tandem shower heads that can work, me, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this out because I love showering with you, and I don't want you to be cold, and I don't want to be a shower Aww, a water hog. Oh no,
0: babes, you're amazing. I, I still take showers with you, like I said, yeah, but it
1: sounds like you're suffering. Ninety nine
0: <laughs> 99% of the time, I take showers with you. There's yeah. that 1% where I'm like busy or I'm doing something or like it just doesn't make sense because yeah, I'm which in the middle of something, which is fine. I'm honestly, I'm
1: doing it for the environment. I'm trying to conserve <laughs> water. I'm thinking of the planet. Gosh, you're so selfish sometimes. <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. you're totally right. plan. um so that is, you know, uh, I think, also very normal in the couple's world. I very much like to hog the water, but, you know, it it uh, it is a form of intimacy. It is. I love being that close to you in that setting. But whenever we do travel, I do try to find. When we travel, we have
0: double... Yeah, I'm always like, can I get a room with two showers or two shower heads or a shower and a tub?
1: I am looking so hard for what the shower and the bathroom situation looks like every time before we travel. (laughs) So 100%. I think one of... One of our favorite shower situations was that, that gay um gay hotel, the Axel the Hotel. The Axel Hotel in had, Germany. It had like eight different shower heads.
0: But listen, okay, so the Axel Hotel is for is for is LGBT ran. But yeah. it's mostly like a lot of gay men, gay men stay there. And gay men have shower heads, like six different shower heads in the showers and we literally called all of our
1: gay friends like why do you need why do you need different? so many I'm like what's this one for what's this yeah. one for? what's this one for and I was like ooh, this one's definitely a little close to somewhere what's that one? I think I know what that one's for but it was just like wild I was like how do, do y'all get it's like a whole new world yeah when it, it comes to gay men we were so fascinated and it was so fun but that was the most amount of shower heads we found and that's what shower. we need at our house eight different shower heads no yes. that we're definitely not conserving water <laughs> But we'd be
0: warm, hey. and by we I mean me.
1: Very true. And one of the last questions that we have here, which has been an ongoing question as well, which is, what is our favorite sex toy? Oh, here we go. Okay, we've gone through many, many,
0: many, many sex toys. Actually, I think our first two years of being together, we would we spent a lot of money we (laughs) spent a lot of money and we would frequent a lot of sex shops here in la and all over really even when we traveled i think we went to mexico city and we did like a bunch of sex shops there too um because we love toys and we love to spice it up in the bedroom i think that's also really important just having an open mind but open mind
1: (laughs) open vagina
0: after hundreds and thousands of dollars being spent on sex toys there is one one that we constantly always go back to we call her old faithful because she's been she's been through to, it like all the countries all the different places we've we've ever traveled I feel to. like she has her own passport she
1: does have her own we should have made her a passport I honestly. Know, honestly she would have so many stamps I love that she's gotten all around she's we <laughs> we panic if we have forgotten her or somebody forgets her we get annoyed with each other when mm-hmm. we don't know who misplaced her then literally like, it's we your have, fault it's your fault we what have did you hotel do arguments when we can't find her we're like where is she i was like why isn't she in a more safe and secure space do you even care about her do you even <laughs> love her
0: <laughs> we you're
1: even not wrong literally give her her own
0: personality Her name is, uh, it's actually made by Crave and Crave
1: is a company based in San Francisco. Uh, So it was a woman designer who really wanted to take the concept of, um, basically taking control of your sexual intimacy and making it beautiful, like making it aesthetically pleasing and making it compact. And they tense, tense, tense across the board, hit the nail on the head um, for being able to accomplish something like this. And I, and I think this is like the best kept secret. And I don't know why more people aren't talking about it. They don't advertise themselves as being a, like a same sex couple, excuse me, voice cracking. Um, (laughs) they don't advertise themselves as being a same sex couple toy. No, I don't think a lot of couples know that they can use this and we can confidently say, Three years back to back to back to back. Never ha- broken down. Never broken down. Has been faithful to us. Has like given and given and given time and time again. Has been a major drive in our sex life. And we use her like constantly and we travel. And with she's her. like
0: the shape of she's like a shape of a pendant. You can actually wear her. Um she comes with like a like a necklace that you mm-hmm. can totally wear. Like everybody would probably just think it's a pendant of some sort. But um it's kind of the shape of it's like as big as a pen. Yeah.
1: It's really small. Yeah, and it's yeah. compact.
0: And it's got like four different settings. Um fucking beautiful, like when it comes to climaxing. Yeah, we and, got
1: the gold one. Yep. And then
0: they also have another one which is like a it almost looks like a cartridge. It just came out. We actually ended up bought, getting one of those. So as we well.
1: we have the Vesper. The
0: Vesper, yeah. We have
1: the Vesper, the original Vesper one, because again, this was three years ago. And we actually reached out to the company and we're like hey this has been an ongoing driving force literally driving force in our sexual relationship how can we help bring more awareness to the queer community and let them know that this is an option for you and this is not sponsored this is just because we love we love genuinely love this this toy and this brand and I don't think a lot of people, especially in the queer community, know about it. Yeah, because every time we bring it up to our friends,
0: they're like, "What is that?
1: Who or, is that?" Or and they don't think it can get the job done because it's so small. Oh, we can. It it just again tiny but mighty. Believe in the believe in the force. I don't know if you will. What's beautiful about it is that it is so small, and it it is able to fit in between us very confidently. And the more you use it, the more you can kind of learn how to maneuver it between two bodies personally say it's perfect if you have two innies it's perfect if you have two outies it's perfect if you have an innie and an outie if you know you know <laughs> and it's just something that it's it's able to fit perfectly between you know two clitorises and just be that extra oomph and that extra driving force for something that you're already doing and being intimate with your yeah. partner they together. also have the duet pro which is just as good the wink is like and honestly like a new favorite as well I think they both do different things. What I like about the wink is that it has like a silicone um, cover kind of on top mm. of it. Because not gonna lie, it, this is this might be a little shock for you for who those who are using it newly is that the it because it is gold, it is cold. <laughs> it is cold, and, and there's something a little sexy about it being like cold. You're like ah, ice cube, but then it like warms up very very quickly together. <laughs> I would rather it be cold and then I warm it up as you go, as you go with each other versus that it just like heats itself up. And then I'm just like, it's too hot for me. Like I am already hot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think also
0: like we're not fans and this is probably unpopular opinion, but we're not fans of necessarily
1: dildos. And it's not because there's nothing wrong with them, but we've tried them and they just don't work for us. Yeah, I agree. We did try. We tried multiple times, multiple different kinds And for us, we were like the vagina and like the clitoris like area has thousands of different nerves and neurons. And you're just able to tap into all of those different like nerve endings. And it's just such an exciting form of climaxing. And what I love about it is again, being able to travel with it because it is so discreet. It is so beautiful. I don't have to worry about TSA pulling this like obnoxiously large thing out of a bag it's it's very, very discreet and it's been something that just perfectly fits in between the both of us and I can't stop raving about it enough. There's a reason why three years consecutively in a row, it has been like driving and going throughout this relationship. Highly recommend. I feel like we should get one for all of our friends this year that would be such a cute gift right for all of our single friends well
0: all all of our friends period all of our
1: friends if single together alone doesn't Mm -hmm. matter and i mean just go check out the website crave uh they have such an array of really beautiful like sexy sex toys that just look like jewelry like look like beautiful pieces of art and i think that's what i love about it because you get to like be a little bougie and like feel like you're having sex like all fancy and and the website is
0: lovecrave.com. if anybody wants to go and check them out and see what we're talking about but yeah I think as far as toys go that is by far our favorite anything they put out we instantly love because we believe in it and honestly there aren't that many women designers in this realm in In the world of sex toys and it's very refreshing because you can tell they took that into consideration like the the toys are meant to be for women by women
1: please go check them out we're trying to do the queer world of service we put the link in our bio if you just want to go check it out there really quickly um the holidays are coming up it's a perfect gift what i've seen people do is because it is gold you can actually get it engraved So if you want to engrave your person's I'm kind of jelly. I feel like ours should have an engravement on it. She should. We should should do it. We should. We should. (laughs) I don't think we should. Disinfect it. You know what it is? (laughs) I don't feel comfortable giving her to anyone now. Like if it was before the box was opened 100%. Go check out the link in her bio. We put it there for you to make it easy access for you guys to go find out. Again, great holiday gift, great birthday gift, great Valentine's Day gift—all <laughs> the gifts—and get it engraved. Learn from us, um, because I think the next one we we do will will definitely get it engraved. Yeah, and do yourself a favor—it's easy to become addicted to it. So get yourself more than one, because there's nothing <laughs> more sad when you forget to charge her and you don't have a—you need an air and a spare, right? You need a backup. <laughs> you need a plan B. You need—you don't want it to kill the vibe um because you didn't charge her because you've been using her so much that's just my fair warning because that's it, how
0: much eden's obsessed with i this am sex so tour.
1: obsessed with her i mean again you know, to each their own but this is just something that has been vibing literally between us for the past couple of years and i can't stop raving about it enough and it is something that is compact and it's beautiful and it can work between two women and i love that and i'm appreciate it so much and I feel like you know to each their own and go have fun go try it out and don't think of us while you are having sex with it or think of us or think of us I know to each their own too (laughs) whatever gets you off um but that is going to conclude our sex topics for today I think there were still a lot more questions but we're going over on time and we'll have to do maybe more parts so don't forget to go follow us on instagram at edenxj and send us what topics you'd like us to talk about on the podcast We've gotten so many requests to talk about the, the holidays, the holidays, and I think we did one creeping up. So we'll definitely talk about that. We did one last year, Surviving the Holidays on our podcast. So I think we should do a revamped version of how to survive the holidays, <laughs> um, because there's a lot of conversations that come up, um, up around the holidays. There's a lot of arguments, there's a lot of fights, there's a lot of tension, there's a lot of family dynamics. So let's definitely start having a conversation now because it's right around the corner
0: and on that note Bye. bye